0: Who's the person you turn to when you need advice? The person who gives you confidence and strength? The person who's been your biggest support? The person you shop with, ask their opinion, and trust them
1: implicitly? For me, it's. Hi Ma. Hi Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore.
0: Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond, from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers Mothers and Daughters Daughters
1: Podcast. Podcast. Should we
0: do a debrief on our week? Because we never did that last week. We missed out on talking about Hamilton.
1: Oh, yeah. It was so good. So good. Yeah. I... um. Watched it on Disney Plus the night before, just <laughs> to make sure that I didn't miss anything Nothing when I like saw comparing live it to the original. And well, you know, the amazing thing is is that the Australian cast were really just as good. That's, I guess, a tall thing, but really they were just as good as yeah. the American. I uh, they did everything exactly the same. Yes. I even noticed oh, where the attention George to detail. Washington was standing on this bench <laughs> and I'm thinking, he's going to topple over. He's such a big guy. And then the Australian version, he still stood in exactly the same position and he was a big guy as well. And I just noticed that attention to detail was exactly the same as the American cast. It was amazing. Yeah. I found it very, as much as I enjoyed
0: it, I found it very difficult because the mask no, not oh. just the mask. I mean, th- there was that. But because the boys my boys are so obsessed with the music, I hear the soundtrack, the original soundtrack, over and over and over again. Mm. And so all I could hear was the original cast in your head. In my head, which was very annoying. Yeah, but it was but it, it, was, it was still a fantastic show. Highly recommend going to see it. Any yeah. musical is worth seeing.
1: I definitely yeah, love it. Love a musical. Anyway, yeah. Yes. It was really good. Yes. Except for maybe wearing the mask. But anyway, you know. Got to keep everyone safe. Exactly. And also, it's my birthday. Well, um, you beat me to it. Like, Sorry. Seriously. Sorry. That was going to be my line saying
0: it happy was birthday.
1: you wished your father and my husband I a did. happy birthday for last yes. Monday. And I wanted to wish you obviously the same for Monday. You still can. Is, Obviously, today, to everybody will hear it today. Yeah. It's saying happy birthday to my darling daughter. Thanks, mom. Turning 36. Can't believe where the time's gone. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's been 36 yeah. wonderful years. Thanks. And, you know, just many more happy and healthy birthdays. And we just enjoy each other's company and sharing any celebration is, is wonderful together. Yeah, it is. It's very nice to be able to celebrate, to go out with... For dinner on my birthday. Yeah, which we always do. And without and, the kids. Well, I said, with the kids. And you said, <laughs> I said,
0: no. And you said, no. I said, no, thanks. Yeah. It's more well, relaxing without them. Fair enough. We'll do a different dinner yeah. with them. They, okay. All they care about is cake anyway. So they'll get that in the afternoon. So that's fine. Everyone right. wins. Wonderful day. Yes. So today's episode is with Monica and Mary. A lot of tears on this one. Yeah. I did ex- I know. I, I cry, didn't expect I you cry. to cry. I knew I was. I. I would get a bit emotional, um, about this one. So the the backstory is: I have known Monica for many, many years. We worked together, and she then started the nail lab with her business partner Scott. So I went there, and if you don't know already, I'm very obsessed with my nails. Yeah, beautiful so, nails.
1: Always, that is always yeah, they sort of come back every design. yeah designer you know feature feature nails always yeah some, not just straight nail not polish straight nail polish like mum
0: <laughs> so I've known mum for many many years and I knew that her dad passed away I didn't realise when she was ten I thought she was a little bit older doesn't make it any different but it was just a really difficult scenario to listen to because. I couldn't believe how much their life had to shift because Mary was an at-home mum, yes, looking after two girls and then had to go into full-time work and, and
1: bring up two two daughters on her own turn into mother and father role, yeah. take on the responsibility of finances, which she said she kind of did anyway, she did, yeah. but but, but more so yes, than before. Absolutely. It was yeah, really Hard to hear, but at the same time, beautiful to see and hear about their special relationship because yeah. they are really such a bonded mother and daughter yeah. because they rely on each other so much and still do. Yeah,
0: definitely. And to add to the emotion of the story, it was if it wasn't emotional enough, having listened to about how her dad passed away from a brain tumour when she was 10 Mon three years ago, maybe it's even more now, but was diagnosed with MS and that was very hard to listen to. But it was interesting that Mary had said she'd learnt something. I don't know what it was. Maybe they were going to talk about it afterwards, but she said she'd learnt something that she never knew before. that mm, is is nice. MS. That's yeah. very nice.
1: Uh, nice that they got to talk about their past their lives now their future yeah you know therapeutic for them yes it, it really was yeah yeah it was really um it was beautiful as I say to see yeah H- hard to hear and it mm. didn't make me a little you know sad obviously towards yeah. the end because you know you go along in your life and you think everything is absolutely fine or mm. you just deal with small things that you think are big things but They've had to deal with big things. Big things
0: all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so positive about their lives and they're very level headed about everything. And I think it's just hopefully for those who have gone through loss or are dealing with someone with an autoimmune disease, will really sort of take. A lot from this, mm. and you know they had a. I think they really loved the chat because afterwards they hadn't. They told me they had a champagne to celebrate oh, afterwards, so nice. which was so nice. And this is really what we're doing, mothers and daughters podcast for is to have these chats. And you know, if a mother and daughter learn something new about
1: each other, that's and that's it's great. And it's also kind of there forever as well. Yeah, you know, I think that's really also another thing that's special about it that there aren't too many times where they'll hear themselves back or, you know, which is kind of nice to have forever. Mm. But just, as you say, to learn things about each other because mm. we ask them certain questions yeah. and, and it's nice that, you know, they might learn something about each other that they never knew. Yeah, or ask each other something that they
0: might have been too scared of or never even thought of before mm. that they can actually have a platform to do that. So that's all we're here for. So, don't forget if you've got a story to share. Yeah, please do so. Please do so. We love chatting with everybody. We love having a chat. We've really embraced this. And so, we hope you enjoy this week's chat. Thank you. And happy birthday again. Thanks, Ma. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, thanks, both of you, so much for coming on and being very open to talk about everything. So we're going to kick off right at the beginning. Um, If both of you could tell us a little bit about yourselves.
2: Sure. Um, Well, my name is Monica. I'm 37 years old. Um, I have two little ones. I have Hudson, who is seven years old, and Tabitha, who is five, Um, both at school. And I'm currently a stay-at-home mom and married to a very busy real estate agent. (laughs)
3: Ma? Right. My name is Mary. I'm 71 years old. I work full-time in administration and counselling. I've just studied for four years to get a further counselling qualification. I'm the mother of this beautiful daughter and I have two grandchildren that are very much a very important part of my life.
0: Well, I know you're a very hands-on grandmother, so I know, I know what that's like. So I know Mon... One definitely
1: appreciates that. That's really lovely. But And you actually work full-time though, Mary?
3: I do work full-time.
1: Goodness me. Wow. I work
3: my full-time hours over four days so I can have, I've always had Thursday off to look after my grandchildren. Although they're at school now, I still come here on Thursdays because I take them to school, pick them up, and it's our family dinner night.
1: Oh, that's so lovely. Lovely, lovely and having a regular night. I can't, I can't
3: Mm, yeah,
2: it is. Well, it's kind of, you know, like you guys have your Friday, so we yes. have our
1: Thursdays. Yes, that's right. Thursday,
2: mum cooks for us, and, yeah, you know, we have the night together and it's nice.
1: It's really
0: lovely, very nice. I, I think for a family it is nice to have, like, a set night, whether it's, yeah, Friday night or a Sunday night, just to have that mark of the week so that you know you're getting together. It's just, just a nice mm-hmm. way of doing family time.
2: Well, you know, yourself, I mean, life just – how often do we say, oh, we have to have a coffee or we have to have breakfast or and all of a sudden soon becomes,
0: you know, September. September or anything.
2: <laughs> it's nearly Christmas and what, what about doing and life just gets away. So I think it's really important to sort of maintain
3: that. Um, and it's been Thursday even before you were married because Matt yeah. always came over on a Thursday and had dinner with us. Yeah. So Thursday's always been a special That's day so nice.
1: Yes. I mean, as Jordana says, it's so lovely to know that that's your – kind of time together because, as Mon said, you know, if you kind of don't have it, you'd be like, yeah, let's do it next week sometime. You know, if you don't have that commitment, it's, it's you know, it it does get away with you. Yeah. I mean, at least with us on Friday night, everybody knows where they're meant to be on a Friday night. And um, it's very Mm -hmm. rare that you know so, somebody doesn't come you need a very good excuse not to come that's
0: that's what we yeah. say you've got to have a really good excuse not to come otherwise you've got to be there yes
2: <laughs> it's yeah I mean for as long as I I mean the kids have always Thursdays it's not even Thursday it's like Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday grandma day Friday Sunday, Sunday yeah. Monday, Tuesday Wednesday grandma day which is nice because, you know, I didn't actually, I mean, my grandma that I was closest to died when I was three and my mum and her mum were really close, but I never grew up with a really active grandparent role. So I love being able to give my children that.
1: Oh, I think it is so, so important. Like it's, you know, I think a a grandparent's role in a ch- child's life is so important, especially I think you set the ground rules for later on because, mm. you know, they they kind of, you know, are happy to with, be with you unconditionally, I think up to a certain age group, and then they kind of venture out. But I think if you always have that bond, it's like, you know, they'll, they'll always want to be with you or want to see you, that it's not mm. a like, oh, have to see grandparents day or whatever i think it's just more mm. lovely to to you know have that bond when they're so early it just stays forever
2: mm. yeah i agree you know, I have friends in their 30s and 40s and they still take their grand grandma to high tea or you know and i think it's really i think you kind of probably go through a phase in your maybe your teens when you're not so close, maybe. Yes. I mean, I don't know, but and then you sort of reconnect again. And yes, be, definitely. And, you know, as as our relationship changes over the years, it's the same
1: Definitely, yeah. which leads me yeah. into, uh, I guess, Mon. How would you describe your mum and dad growing up?
2: Gosh, it's such a long time ago. Um, it's funny whenever people ask me questions about my mum and my dad and growing up, and and it's, it sounds so sad to say, but I think I've lived for such a long time. Um, you know, my dad passed away when I was ten. That. I really have to get right into the, to my to my memories and try and remember. Um, and obviously, you know, you, you probably remember always generally the good over the bad. Mm-hmm. But I do remember um, always witnessing that my mum and dad had a really special, unique love. Like I, I do always feel as though. I was. I, I I would witness a, a man and a woman that really loved each other, and there was just so much loyalty and you know there. Um, so I think that
0: um, I can't remember the question now.
1: Well, I was just saying, <laughs> how would you describe yeah. your mum and dad growing up? No, yeah. oh, you you've said it beautifully. I mean, yeah,
0: that is. I mean, that is.
2: Yeah, yeah I, 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 have a, I you know I hear a lot of kids talk about their parents, and you know I I don't remember any. Real arguments or issues, really. And as I said, you know, I was I was young, and I probably if there's any anything bad, I maybe have blanked it out. But um, I remember a lot of love between them. You know, like my I felt like my dad really worshipped my mom, and vice versa That's from my very memory.
1: Lovely.
0: And that is, it's a yeah. nice, you know, it's a nice lasting memory to have of your dad and obviously your parents together. Because for most of your life, you haven't known them together but it's something that's so important to take on to your future relationships because you model from what you've seen.
2: Completely. And it's interesting because until I met my husband, Matt, I think I probably dated boys that were so different to my dad, so different, and to what my mum and dad had for many, many years. And it was only then when I met Matt that, and I mean, people would say it to me that knew my dad, like, oh, he's so much like your dad, and he is, but... You know, for the twenty odd years in between that I was dating, I would be dating. Not that I was dating when I was ten, but <laughs> a little bit later on. Um, you know, when I was, it was, so different to to my dad. But now Matt is in so many ways in in terms of you know his family values and how he treats me and his expectations of our life, and they're so similar to my memory of what my childhood was or my dad was when I was when I was a kid.
1: That's really lovely. Very very uh, comforting,
0: obviously yeah. too. Do you think it jogged yeah. your memory a little bit when you started dating Matt, mom? Like certain characteristics um, of your dad? Some things, yes. And yeah. I definitely,
2: absolutely. And I, it's funny because I think I probably have quite a good understanding of Matt because of my dad. Um, so, you know, when he uh, responds a certain way in certain situations or even with mom when we talk about it and she's like, oh, well, that's exactly what your dad was like. And i think, oh, yeah, he was. Or, you know, so, yeah, there's definitely that familiarity there and it definitely... I, I think I probably had a better understanding of Matt from growing up, even be it only the 10 years I had my dad, I probably got a better understanding of who Matt is and what he, you know, what he expects of our family and, you know, what he does for us and, and that sort of thing.
0: What do you remember? I know you were only 10, obviously, when you lost your dad. Do you remember much or do you think it's like been backfilled? because you were so young that it's sort of like you've been reminded of the memory and that's how you recall it?
2: Yeah, I think it's, I have really strange memories. Like I can remember the gravel in the car park at the hospital the night he died. Like I have really very strange, but certain things are are, are like they happened yesterday. Um, I think it's funny when, not funny, but when when I talk about, you know, him dying or around his anniversary or his birthday now, the sadness is not so much um, the loss of him, but more so um, the loss of me remembering. I can't now. I couldn't. I can't now find in my memory what he sounded like, or mm. um, that's what I think really sad now. More than anything else, mm. it's not so much obviously really important dates like you know my wedding day or when my children were born. They're they're really sad days, and um, but it's more that I don't really remember a lot of what it was like to be with him. I mean my my life without him. Uh, is much greater than my life was with we, him. You know, mm. he's how has it been 20 yeah, 27, years. 27 years without him, 10 years with, with him. So, I mean, the majority of my yeah. life
1: you've been without has him, been without him, of course. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And can I ask exactly. you, Mary, uh, what was it like? I guess, uh, you know, sadly losing your husband, but then being both mum and dad for Monica, how, how, how did you cope?
3: I, I think I just, I just coped to be the best parent that I could be. I certainly overcompensated in every way possible. I just had to love her doubly. That's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. very emotional because, um, as Monica said, we had a great relationship. Um, I didn't really think I did anything special. I just got on with the job. I mean, I could either curl up in the corner and cry or hit the bottle or think, you know what, like, my husband has provided so well for us, I need to continue to, to, um, make life good when, um, you know, when Monica's dad had died. And it wasn't until Monica was married for a few years and, and her husband, Matt said to me one night, like, you did an amazing job because we both think Monica is amazing. She and is. I said, well, I just did what any parent does. Said, no, but you did it on your own. Yes. And it made me think back and, oh, like I, I didn't do too badly.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, it is being just one parent, but, mm. um, yeah, I just gave double what I normally would have given, I think, mm. to make it up to her. So really that makes me pretty fortunate, you know.
0: That's true. It's a, it is. It's a nice sort of silver lining way of looking at it that while you did sadly lose one parent and, and no one wants to go through that in order to get double love from the other parent. But at the same time, your mom could have, yeah, she could have pulled away completely and then you might have had to have stepped up as the parent, you know, but you got double the love of your mom instead, which is so nice.
2: And look, I mean, my mom was very real with us that my dad died, she was like, We this is and I can still distinctly remember sitting on, you know, on the lounge at home and you were like, We we need to either make the decision right now that we can just, you know, crumple and that's it, it's over, or we can live life how dad would have wanted us to, and you did it that night, the night you gave us all his jewellery. That I can remember you saying and that's what we did.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I that's, I had a sheet that's, those, it?
2: It's funny the things that yeah, the things you remember. Yet yeah, I can't even think of what my dad sounded like. But it's just, it's funny the things that the brain
0: remembers, kind of keeps in there. Yes. But I also think now mm. there's more chance of remembering, you know, people's voices and things like that because of technology. you just more naturally, you're filming everything and so you have True. that like constant recollection. Whereas, you know, yeah, there were video cameras and I mean, we've got lots of family videos, but you don't, you don't, Look back at that ad- on a daily basis, like we do. We just pick up our phone and look back at, you know, two years yeah. ago, nice memories of the kids, especially when they're yeah. being We're photos, videos. Guys,
2: yeah, if I went to look for photos as a dad, we'd have to go back and like look through albums. Yeah, yeah, good old albums. You know, yes. yes. yeah, you know, you know? <laughs> media. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, and you know, we've had all the VHS. We've had to I remember the little video yeah. We had the yeah. little um, things from the. the Video yeah,
1: cameras camera. we had to put them into. Yeah. Them. We don't even have a VCR player anymore. Yeah, it's we just, we did the same. We yeah, put them onto them. onto sit yeah. c- c- CDs, disks DVDs. Yeah, want no DVDs and then discs. Yeah. yeah, and it's like now that's almost superseded. we have got to do something again. Like, yeah, you got to keep on I keep know. on updating the, the technology. Anyway, but
3: I I don't don't
1: know. Know. it's it's fun. nice to at least have them though
0: oh absolutely look you 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 would want to make sure that you had them i mean that's that's without a doubt, but yeah, that sort of easy recall isn't so easy from you know twenty seven years ago, but it is so
2: like memory and on yeah you know. on your memory, and I guess obviously well, yeah, what your mum told you
0: yeah um yeah, yeah, it's true. Do you think your relationship changed at all after your dad passed away?
2: Oh, definitely. And I think that it changed because my mum probably fundamentally changed quite significantly as a person. You know, my mum was very, um, and don't take this the wrong way.
3: <laughs> yeah, my mum, you know,
2: she was she was a stay-at-home mum. She hadn't worked in years. She was a bit of a wallflower. She was the peacekeeper, you know, and, and then all of a sudden she, she had to bring up you know two girls and um be make the decisions and you know manage the finances which I think you did that before but um you know do all of this sort of stuff that she'd never done before so I think that my mum became this very strong you know um independent sort of woman that she wasn't when my dad was alive and you know with no disrespect to him he was a wonderful father and husband but he was controlling and he you know he was um domineering is that the right word yeah I think controlling yeah you know he was a Austrian um you know tough sort of um sort of man and very proud of his family and proud of his wife and so mum had you know she was very different after after my dad died so I definitely think our relationship changed but certainly for the better um you know I think that coming out of sort of I was 10 almost 11 and then I was coming into those you know formative Mm. 11 12 13 you know sort of years and um, we never sort of had any, I mean I witnessed all of my friends having all of these issues with their mom, and yeah, I was, I was, I was never the kid that wanted to, I mean I probably also had a very, I, I sort of always knew that anything could happen and you know my mum could leave the house and get killed in a car accident which sounds awful to mm. be thinking about when you're 14 or 15 so I was always like oh my gosh I would never want to lie to my mum about where no. I am because imagine that I did lie of the person and then I was killed in a car accident and she was like oh my goodness she I didn't know where my daughter where was. was but because death was I, I knew that it was real and it could happen and it happened very quickly um I had a bit of a morbid perspective on life probably growing up so I was I thought I never wanted I would hate my mom to make something to happen to me and then she finds I don't know some terrible thing that you know, I, I, yeah I yeah I just didn't want any of any secrets.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, going I, up, I I which we didn't
2: really have. So I think that
1: yeah. we would
2: be for a relationship in my teens and teens if my dad was alive.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I mean I I guess that must have been like yeah, very tough for you being so young and very hard for you Mary also being young losing your husband. And so yeah, I I guess uh, it, it changed your life because yeah, nobody expects at the age of 10 to lose you a parent. And so, obviously, the one that was still there was obviously terribly important in your life. And I think then that it's forms reflected. your bond. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mary, can I yep. just ask, do you feel, then, mm-hmm. feel like you parented differently after your husband passed away? I mean, I guess we've sort of semi-covered that, mm-hmm. but, you know, that must have been a hard thing to just step up and do everything, tackle all of this.
3: Definitely, yeah. As Monica said, I grew and I became very independent, very knowledgeable, very smart, mm. um, but I did parent differently because with two parents you have the soft and the hard at different times. Mm. I had to be both. Like yes, I had, to, all the time. I, I had to be disciplined with, with my children, mm. but I had to be soft as well because my heart broke for them. Mm. Um, yes, parent differently. I just gave... But I never really thought about it. I had like Monica was at a private school that I knew the headmistress and I did and she was just in year five and I said, I just don't want my child to be treated like a child from a single parent family mm. um, because kids from divorced families and that tend to be picked on. and Especially in those days. Um, so I was yeah. so lucky that she, every time I'd go because my other was in um, senior school, she would just have been down to junior school, checked on mm. Monica, and she's doing really well. So, we had really good support at the school with my friends, yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it did change the way that I parented.
0: Mm. Do you feel like you had other sort of father figures growing up, Mon? Or did you just look to your mum?
2: No,
3: definitely,
2: I just looked to my mum. I very early on in the piece I remember saying to my mum that if she ever remarried that I would never speak to her again, which oh, oh. now oh my gosh, as a thirty-seven-year-old looking back, being married. Oh, it fills me with such guilt and it's an awful thing. But I honestly that's I, in that moment, that's what I believed. I thought, if you ever replace my father, I'll cut you out of my life. And it's but I you know, that's my dad I loved my dad and I just thought Then I just thought I could never imagine anyone replacing him, whereas now with perspective and age and you realise it wouldn't have been a replacement. And I would love nothing more now than for my mum to have a companion into her, you know, elder years. Um, But um, no, definitely not. I I don't think I really needed one. I I wasn't out seeking. I I definitely, in the past, I probably had ex-boyfriends. And I know that I would always have a bit more of a soft spot for their dads over their mums. Yeah, and I, and, yeah I, true. I would have a little bit. Yeah. but I wasn't. I probably wasn't looking to them for any sort of guidance or to be a father figure. But I would always have a bit more of a soft spot for the dad and the mum. Probably because I was lacking that in my life. But um, no,
3: I wasn't out sort of looking for it. And there
2: was <laughs> there was no significant other. And that. people
3: kind of deserted us. Like when I would invite. Like we were great entertainers when my husband was alive and we'd invite people for Sunday lunch and the the woman would come with the children and say, Oh, I didn't meet you want Michael here. Mm. Mm. Oh, oh, he and said I you think oh, I want Yeah, yeah. yeah. so Monica can see what role a father plays in a family. Mm. But no one kind of supported us there. Oh, so. that's a shame. That that's definitely a sign of it. Tw-
2: but we've yeah. talked about this since. We've talked about how now, you know, in two thousand and twenty one how grief is something you Know we talk about and yeah. you know, my kids are five and seven, and they talk about death and grief and things all the time. But when I was at school, and you know, 27 years ago, it wasn't, it just wasn't really discussed. And it was an unusual thing. I think we had one girl in our year at school who had had, had it was from a divorced family, um, and she was a bit of an anomaly, like they were a bit strange because they, whereas now, I mean, it's sort of the norm. There's, oh, there's you know, all there's kinds of families, there's yeah. families, there's, there's all all so much accepted and you know um, oh, welcomed. Definitely, really. yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah. So very different. When I was, I mean, a side note. We you know when I was at school, I remember they remember the school had been told. My class had been told. So this is Year Five, so they're you know ten and eleven year old kids. I think I had a couple of weeks off school, and my class had been told when I when I returned to school that they weren't to say the words dad or death, brain, brain, cancer, tumor. tumour around me. He fine. died of brain tumour, yeah. which, I mean, now it's really taught important to, you know, talk about our feelings and, um, you know, sort of face things head on. And it was it, it, 27 years ago. It was very, very difficult.
3: Well, Monica would come home so upset. She says, no, I no want to talk, talk about,
2: about my dad.
3: Yeah,
1: I know. And, and it's a shame because, you know, you, you look know, you back and, and your day 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 day. you think. You go through the Well, I mean, to me, I think that's part of a grieving process and also also thinking that you want to talk about your father. He was your father, you know, like a very important part of your life. It's not like you want it just cut out of your life, like that never existed, obviously. And also talking to people the same age.
2: Yeah, with any sort of death or loss, I think, or illness or, you know, I think one of the things that is difficult is, during say, diagnosis or treatment, you know, you've got all this support, people abandoned around you and then all of a sudden everyone sort of gets back to their own lives mm. and that's okay and that's understandable. We don't expect people to be with you on the grieving journey but I wanted to go back to school and be able to sort of talk about it and to not be able to do that was really difficult. Mm. Whereas I think now as a 10 or 11-year-old now if I went through that, I think it would be a, a very different response mm. from the school and from other yes. families and You'd be welcome to every, place, you know, you'd be, they'd be talking about it at school, they'd be doing, things. it'd be, it'd be completely different. Yes. And that's yes. just a sign of the times.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like now you've kind of, you've processed your grief though? Like, do you, you don't feel like it's been repressed at all? Cause you obviously had your mum to talk to, but do you feel like it you missed it?
2: Definitely. And I think a lot of that's to do with mum and how, you know, mum's always had that, even before she did counseling and studied me that, she's always sort of had that. We've always talked about everything. We've always been really honest. We've never sort of pretended like things. Like we've, yeah, we've, we've, we've always talked and had that level of honesty. So, no, I don't think that anything's been repressed or. Um, I sometimes feel guilty now because I'll get to my dad's birthday or anniversary. And in the lead up, I think, oh, it's really sad. And then the day happens and, you know, life happens. And yeah. I think, oh my gosh, I just forgot that that happened yesterday. And, but I think that's a good thing. So I think that means we're moving on and, yes. you know, life's.
3: And that's how he would have wanted to eat. Just going back to that, we had a doctor, like our family doctor at the time who was also a family friend, and I reached out to try and do everything I could for my children. And when I suggested counselling, he said, oh, my God, Mary, why would you even go there? Like you're going to make your kids crazy. Oh, yeah. So that's 27 years ago. I mean, I'm a counsellor now. But
1: he's saying,
2: "Oh, counselors, what would you need that for?" It's like, yeah. Whereas now, yeah, maybe like and the school will be setting it up. Yes, it, it, yes. Yeah. well, <laughs> so I guess
3: there's, times
1: have changed. Yes, yeah. permanent counselors there at school.
2: So yes, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: Yes, dealing yeah. with with you know, I mean, I and in talking about uh, issues like this, I think it's really mm. important.
0: Mind, do you talk to your kids about with your them, dad? Yeah. Like, how do you how did you broach that s- subject with the kids?
2: Yeah, a lot. It's interesting. My son Hudson is um, seven. seven, and he looks a lot like my dad. And mm. people that knew my dad will often say it. And as a, I mean, look, I'm now getting into all the, focus, focus stuff. But as a, as a, as a baby, he always used to look at certain things and laugh. And when I went to a psychic, they have always different psychics over the years have told me that he's got a really special connection with my dad. And so my son particularly has a really vested interest in his grandpa Fred and asks about him all the time. Um, Tabitha, my daughter, who's five, um, more so. I mean, I've, and I, look, again, I've taken that really honest approach. I've told him that he has died and, you know, that he got sick and obviously you have to choose your words very carefully because you never want your kids to think, oh, mommy's got a cold so she's going to die yeah. because grandpa Fred was sick and mm. he died. Um, so I just try to be really good with them, but I did it really early on with Hudson and that's probably just by, um, association. Tabitha has sort of understood a little bit more about, I've never taken them to the, to his grave site or, um, I showed them lots of photos. Mm, that's you know, nice. I talk about him a lot. That's yeah, I lovely. I um, can remember, but I know that now Hudson getting seven, he'll often say to me, you know, oh, mommy, you know, how old was grandpa Fred when he died? And. Because he's a real overthinker and he's yeah. he's a worrier and he's quite cautious. I know exactly he's thinking. Oh, okay. You know, Mummy lost Grandpa Fred when she was ten, so that's only sort of three more years. I can tell that's how yeah, what is yeah mm. what he's thinking. Um, but I don't. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm honest with them, and we talk about it a lot. But I don't know how much they
3: fully understand, and they also want to know why I live on my own and who sleeps Yes. Yeah. Yeah. they stay with me, and I in a one-bedroom apartment, but nobody sleeps on the other side of the bedroom,
0: yeah. they? It's funny what so they, they? It's funny what they, they pick up on. on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I too, just, but the things that's really sad that I live on my home. Yeah, Aww. she always says
2: to me, mummy, when I'm a grown-up, I'm going to go with grandma. And I'm like, why? She's like, because well, she's all on her own. It's she, what she chooses to be.
0: She, <laughs> loves, <people. laughs> happy. she loves going home to the other.
1: <laughs> oh, she's got a lovely heart, though. That's nice.
0: And look, I guess it is one of those things that, you know, they're surrounded by so much family. And I think that's what's so nice. I mean, about your blended family, it's really beautiful that the kids are surrounded by so many sets of grandparents that they're probably, it's just an awareness piece that they're like, hang on, where, like, where does that all fit in? And obviously, it's testament to their relationship with you, Mary, that they want you to have, they want you to have someone to, to keep you company when they're not there.
2: Yeah. Although, yeah. if I think if you did have someone and they were like, oh, what do you mean? Grandma not available to come over today. Yeah. They wouldn't
3: be so happy about that. Yeah. No, but when I used to meet my friend every Thursday, I yeah. loved him. Yes. not she? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: That's very nice. That's right.
0: Yeah. Mine, do you feel like you parent differently having grown up with only your mum? I mean, it's hard to tell because you were 10 at the time. You weren't really thinking about your parenting style. but. Yeah.
2: I do, and it sounds awful, but I always think about like I plan my life and my future. Gosh, Matt will listen back to this and think, "Oh my goodness!" But I plan everything, thinking like, "Okay, now am I going to be okay when Matt dies?" That's and Mm. which sounds awful, but I guess I mean my experience is
0: that's your experience, literally
2: overnight. So I'm I'm very aware of being okay if he's not here one day. So, yeah, I'm very – I think I parent differently in that I'm – I mean, I'm much more of a worrier. Um, I don't – you know, if Matt was to say he had a bit of a headache, I immediately I I'm like, oh, gosh, definitely got a brain tumour, a mm-hmm. tumor heart attack. And, then, and I'm, a, you know, I had counselling years ago, and she said, you're a catastrophizer, and I know that I – with hands down, I'm a catastrophizer. It's a great word, though. Um, but I think it's just my experience is losing a parent at a young yeah. age. So, yeah, I'm very aware of that, and I think that parent um, – Probably, to protect myself and the kids to make sure that if something did happen to Matt tomorrow that I would be okay, or vice versa that he would be okay if I wasn't here,
0: yeah, I know it's one of those things I do very occasionally think about, think about. <laughs> no it's but it's more it's morbid, but it's it's reality it's what you know it's one of those things I was listening to I think it's Glenn doyle's um recent podcast, she has a lot of anxiety around death and thinking about like one day. I'm not here and, you know, everyone I love not here and she freaks out by it because she's sitting in a restaurant and everyone's just eating, you know, going about their day. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can relate to that. Like sometimes if I just think about it too much, it's 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 frightening. So if you've experienced it, especially at such a young age, of course you're naturally going to think about it at least a little bit to make sure that also you've checked all the boxes to make sure that you know you're going to be okay or your kids are going to be okay.
3: Definitely. Well, I was paranoid for a few years after Fred died because I thought if something happens to me, what's going to happen to Monica? Because she was young, my other daughter was much older. So I got to a stage I wouldn't get in the car with my Mm. other daughter. I'd say, we can't travel together Mm. because if we get killed, who's going to look after Monica? I I was paranoid for a couple of years, but I had, Get over that. And
2: Matt and I just say now, the few times we've gone on holidays and overseas and things together without the kids, and you've had the kids. I mean, I I, I stress till I'm like on the ground because mm. like, if something happens to us, I like, know oh, it can. You know, life is really quite fragile. And yeah, you know, similarly, I'm, I I worry every day about having to deal with my mum dying. <laughs> you know, like, it which again is really awful. And they say, oh, you know, going through something like that only makes you stronger, but I don't know that it does. I think it mm. makes you more aware of the pain and the hurt and the awfulness that you're going to have to experience at some point, and that's really frightening because yes. I, I don't know that I could go through that again. Mm. Mm. I mean, you do have to, but it's I know. Just
1: but it's you know, it's, it's what you experienced, and and you know, you're very aware, and it probably is is hard not to think, think about, about
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, exactly. yeah, I I've you know, losing my grandparents is one thing, but it's you know, it's immeasurable to a parent. So I can't even, I don't even like to think about it. I don't like to say it out loud. It's, it's a, it's I can't
2: a, it's done or I can't even, right now as a 37 year old, I can't even imagine what it was like. I can't, mm. I can't even grapple that I went looking at my kids now. I can't even, I can't believe I went through, went that. through that. It's almost like it happened to someone else. Yes. Yeah. And it's also, yes. you so know. How did I, how did all all of a sudden have,
0: Two kids on her own. Like, I know that's the a thing. Like, oh my god, imagine. I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even, God forbid that would happen. I,
2: can't even play. I mean, I can play. Yeah. I, and I'm whinging. Like, I can't even imagine. Imagine all of a sudden it's just all on me. It's it's such a huge. I just can't even get my head around it. I'm like, grateful eva that you can do anything. Yeah,
3: and it, really. Yeah,
2: and you have to. And that's what you've always said. You, I did it. when I, mean, I had to. Like, it's I, there yeah. was no other choice. Like, I had to just. Get up and get on with it, and you did, and we did, and you do. But yeah. you look back and you
0: think, my God, how yeah. did you do that? God. <laughs> yeah. Mary, amazing. did you have family support like your mom around at the time?
3: No, my, no, my parents had had um, died because I'm the 11th of 12 children. Oh, oh gosh. Wow. Um So you know, much older, and I didn't have family support because. We, we continue to go to family occasions and they never mentioned my husband mm. because mm. of the fear of upsetting all oh of us. Oh no. And I just couldn't cope. We talked about, and to this day, we talk about my husband Yeah, all, all the time, good and bad, not, yeah. he's certainly not a saint, but was. Dad used to do that. How annoying was well, it? He loved dad that. that? He loved we, all the time, you know. Yeah. So um, he's very much a part of our lives, and he was very much mm. a part of my life in parenting my children because you know we had similar values.
0: Part of the conversation we were going to have was talking about obviously your relationship and losing your dad, but the second part of the conversation we wanted to have was talking about your recent diagnosis with MS, and. I can't even imagine what that would be like for you, having experienced a loss of your dad, I know obviously to a very different disease, but what was that whole process like for you having young kids?
2: It's funny, you know, because interestingly, I think that dad dying, my dad died of a brain tumour, so I've always been, anything neurological, Mm. I think I'm really hyper-aware and hypersensitive, which my condition is essentially neurological, so it's probably being so aware of anything neurological is probably one of the reasons that I had such an early diagnosis because I immediately felt that I had a brain tumor, um, and I just experienced some uh, weakness on my left side. And spoken to a couple of friends, and then I had spoken to my sister-in-law, who's a nurse, and she, I said, "Oh, I've googled it," and I, which is you know, the worst. Obviously, I've got motor neuron disease. Mm. yeah so you know i've got probably like 48 months to leave i think i told her and she was like okay you i don't think you've got motor neuron disease but she said i think you should probably
3: go to the doctor
2: so i did and thankfully i've got a really proactive gp who sent me off for mris and 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 i mean ms was something my only real relationship i guess or association with ms was the ms reader thought at school mm. so yeah. in my mind i was thinking you know, people in wheelchairs, ra- reading books, raising money for these people in wheelchairs. So I didn't really, we had no exposure really to it as a family. Um, and that's why straight away I thought because of my symptoms, I thought, oh, it's, it's definitely something to do with my brain. Um, because I, apart from that, you know, health and fitness wise, I was super healthy and yeah. fit, ate really well, had a fairly healthy lifestyle. Um, so I thought, oh, it's, I've got a brain tumour, so that that's it, like shows over. and. Um, so that was and you know i'm 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 a I like to just handle things myself and deal with them and off I went to the g p and then she sent me for the mRIs and went back to um the g p and told my husband that he didn't need to be there because you know I'm better at dealing with this stuff on my own mm. um and that's when she told me that they'd found these lesions in my brain, and i think i mean there was a big part of me that was shocked um but Although I was preparing for the worst because I'm a catastrophizer and I always do, um, I thought that I still didn't actually expect them to say there was anything yes. wrong with me. You mm. know, I thought it was just me catastrophizing, yeah, I'll be fine. It's, I don't know what I thought it might be. But, um, so I think, look, in terms of dealing with with small kids, I think Tabitha was only, what would she have been, one and a half. Mm. Um, Hudson was pretty affected. I was initially admitted to hospital and underwent like a steroid treatment to stop the inflammation of my lesions and I remember he was affected by that experience because I know now if I I have blood tests every three months and MRIs every six and whenever I come home even from having a flu injection with a band-aid on my arm he's he's really intuitive and he's just, just he's becomes really withdrawn and he goes Room and he doesn't really want to talk about it, and he's quite sad about it. Mm. Um, and I think it all stems from the first time that I quickly had to go to hospital, and I was I made the mistake I think of FaceTiming him from the hospital. Yeah, and he was really distressed and didn't, you know,
3: because I was in hospital, and he just screamed because I oh. was at home with him. Yeah, and that was at home. yeah, he just couldn't yeah, talk with he it. just screamed and didn't like, where's his mummy and why are you there? He yeah, just couldn't cope
2: with it. And he's very like he's he has a lot of feelings, that child he's so sensitive. So. Um, Tabitha's not really too affected or impacted by it as much. as, but That's just her personality, I think. They're not kind of aware. Yeah, I don't, she, yeah, they're I don't think they're too aware. I mean, I'll, I'll sometimes say, because from my medication that I take every day, I'll sometimes get like a hot flush. Um, and I literally, mum saw it before. She was like, oh, my goodness, yeah. your beetroot red from like here down is mm. red and on fire and burning. And, um, and they'll sometimes see that, but I don't. I guess it'll probably be something that as they get older, I'll yeah. talk about more yeah, because yeah. I never, I guess part of the way I deal with my illness is I don't ever think that I'm sick or there's anything wrong with me. Yeah. And every MRI, when people say, oh, do you get nervous? And I'm like, no, because this is going to be the MRI that they're like, oh, my goodness, all those lesions are gone and you're healed, like you're a miracle. And that's how I, I mean, maybe I'm <laughs> in denial, but that's sort of my approach to my illness. It keeps I don't you positive, I'm sure. I think am sick. I think that- yeah, because that's, because I feel like my mom, I will beat it one day somehow. Um, so I don't, I don't, I mean, I get tired and but they don't, I mean, we all get tired, <laughs> you know, we're mums of small children. So yeah. they just think I'm being a whingy type and that's okay.
1: Can I ask, I mean, does anybody else in the family have it or or clearly not? This was a just left field. Total. Mm,
2: and it's not a hereditary. I mean, no. that was one of the first questions I asked my neurologist, you know, what? answers of my kids because it's, it's more prevalent in women um, sort of I think 30 to 36 years old um, but he said there's no your daughter is at no increased chance mm. of having it because you do so yeah. um, there's no real, which is the problem with it as a disease because they don't know really how you know there's, there's, in, uh, there's research around vitamin d levels there's research around lots of different things um, as a child growing up there's no real links to Know how to do anything to prevent it in later life. And look, I'm lucky. I've got a really mild case, and I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: And when you first were diagnosed, did you, Mary? Did you sort of how did you react to that? Because obviously, having been, yeah. you know,
3: she cried. <laughs> she cried. She overreacted. She was oh. devastated. <laughs> On her own, Matt went to the doctor, but parked out the front because he wasn't allowed to go in. Because <laughs> I don't eat I didn't need I was there. here, with like in their house, and mm. they came back and told me, and I, I just broke down and said I was just devastated because I said I wouldn't be there to look after her. Mm. That was my greatest fear. Yeah, that, oh, because gosh. I'm older, I'm not kind of there be able to care you. for her. But we got over that, and yeah. I just, I just do everything I can. That's Monica. lovely.
0: You're for making me, ca- making me cry now. Oh, and this, oh gosh, which takes a lot. Can <laughs> oh, I just yeah. say because oh. very emotional. She, she, re-
1: she needs background music for for actual I tears. Didn't, I didn't need it for this. No, one. definitely, definitely no. not. That's- no, I, I mean, I just can't <laughs> imagine. Do you know what I mean? What it would have been like because I would, I mean, I would have done exactly the same as as how you reacted. I mean, it's. Yes. Well, you know, thank I mean, goodness you're 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 healthy. Healthy, you're proactive. You're, you know, doing obviously everything to stay healthy and positive. But still, I mean, yeah, must have been very, really hard. Well, as mums, you always want to take it take it on.
2: Yeah, and I think with anything neurological as well, like if you can't see something, it's mm.
1: yeah. and that's why I can't
2: accept it. And, and it's interesting, you know, I did the MS walk a few years ago yeah. the big fun run years and, and it was my first full year that i've been diagnosed and i fundraised and i was the well, fundraiser of the year and, and yeah, i got there that, and that, and that I was so really joined we joined you we joined, yeah, you, for we that joined you
1: that year that's where i met you mary oh, yes. yes yes
2: but i was surrounded by these people that are obviously in a you know a far more progressed state of the illness than me or mm. you know and it was a really confronting, I've not done it since because mm-hmm. I don't put myself in the category of being sick or being needing help or I, and maybe that's just mentally how I cope with it. I don't know, but I just couldn't do it again because I thought I'm not, I don't look at my future and think, oh, well, one day, you know, I'll be in a wheelchair one day I'm going to need a walking stick. I'll think, oh, one day I'll be the one person that just is cured. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: that's, I mean, that's sort of my approach to it because I couldn't live my life any other way to be honest um and maybe now i'm saying it out loud it sounds a little bit like denial
3: (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) I think think you've got to have a positive frame of mind because if you think otherwise you're going to be sick yeah and i do think the power of the mind
2: Mm. is probably the the, the greatest tool to combat any you know yourself if you're like Surrounding yourself with people that are oh I'm tired or I'm sick you kind of start yeah, to feel sick and
0: tired. Well, it's like sometimes I've got uh, you know yeah. I go to the doctor because I feel like oh I've probably let something go on for so long, and I feel like I've you know I got a bit of less energy like I did the other day and I went to my doctor and she's like you've got a chest infection and I was like I do and she's like yeah you really do and it was only until after she told me that I actually felt worse. And you
2: can feel it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and your coffee. Yeah. You're like, oh, I need some rest. Exactly. How I'm, am I? I completely
3: agree.
0: Well, you probably took on the same attitude that your mum did but after, after your dad happened. passed away, you know, just picking yourself up and, and no, going on.
3: Get on with it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, exactly. Or hit the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> or the corner and cry. Yeah.
1: But I guess, obviously, though, having two young children, uh, you know, you just have to get on with life, obviously, because, you know, they're not so, I mean, they're aware, but not so aware. They just want mum to be there all the time, Mm. obviously, and do things for them. So, it's like, got to push through everything, obviously. You
2: you know, yourself as a mum, you know, when you're, even if you've just got a cold, like I'm sounding a bit croaky today, I've got a bit of a cold,
3: you just have to what are you going to do? Oh, I'm mummy sick. I can't make your lunch today. Like, you've just got to
1: get on yeah.
2: with it. You yeah. have
3: to. But it's interesting because I must say, I had great support from my friends at school. I had a particular friend that every, every school function, like at, like at core group of friends, they'd always a lot, one of the husbands said, now you look after Mary tonight. Cause I went to every school function. Mm. And that was like Irene came every mm. Saturday, didn't she? And made sure that we were all okay. Like, she took me under her wing. So I had such great support. Mm. And there was another family at school whose father had committed suicide. And that mother like when the girls were at school, we had a core group of us had what we call Wednesday. Wednesday was our fun day. So we had dinner anywhere in Sydney the central coast we were foodies and Wednesday was fun day and we'd invite others but there was always a core group of four but this other particular woman she hit the ball when her husband died and she had two girls at school. Mm. And those women all in the group always encouraged her to say, come on, come on, have another drink, have another drink. So I thought I was so lucky they never treated me like that. Like I didn't, like I I became strong yeah. and responsible, whereas she just went under it, yeah, which ended up yeah. like they were disasters. Mm. So what I, a was shame. Just, I, I was really lucky to that I had, mm. yeah. which is why I probably responded that way because yeah. that's what I was
2: exposed to, exactly. you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know, mine. you're pretty tough, but was did you feel like when you first were diagnosed, did you feel like you couldn't let go and rely on people to help?
2: Oh, God, I still, yes, I still do. My mum's probably the only one that I really do genuinely just probably relax around and let her do things. I'm always... You know, do, I, I I like to be in control and do everything and have this facade. Everything's great and I'm happy and positive and I've got full of energy. And but I know where my mum's here. I will just sneak off to my room and have a little sleep. And I don't need to say I'm just going to go for an hour and out. She just I just go and I disappear. And she knows that she's got to you know keep the kids out of there. And and she would be the only person that I feel like I can really relax and do that with.
1: Is is that how it yeah, kind of completely. affects you on a day? Like it's the tiredness that gets to you? Is that sort of how it affects you?
2: My medication really 89% of my symptoms I, I guess it controls, but my fatigue is um, some days it's just it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's often around, and, you know, I get up, I go to the gym every day, I'm pretty active, um, but sometimes, sort of around two o'clock in the afternoon, like I'm setting alarms on my phone to make sure I don't sleep through getting the kids because mm. I'm just so I, which I mean, I guess a lot of mums are probably like that. But pre MS for me, I was never like that. I mean, I was you just at firing na- and all
0: cylinder Yeah, but, and you were working full time yeah, as well.
2: Yeah, I never ever. I'm never. I've never been like a, a napper or someone no. that needs. I'm never a sleeper in right now. Yeah, I'm tired. And I can have a nap in the afternoon and at night time I'm like 830 hey, You'll, you'll still be able to yeah. sleep. I'm always tired. I put sleep on. Absolutely, yeah. Tem- I can have a coffee at 8 o'clock at night and I'm straight to sleep afterwards. Mm. I'm tired. That's the fatigue. And fatigue seems like such a, oh, whatever, you're a bit tired. But it's it's just it's all-consuming, you know. It's mm. like you, to be tired it's is just much
3: just being tired.
2: Yeah. Because, yeah. You you I think know, it's like a mental... Associated with that, you just you just think to yourself like, oh, you can't even think about the next fifteen things that I have to try and get through. But you have to because you're a mom, and that's just
3: that's what you have to do. Mm.
0: Well, I also think it would be hard going from a life of when you're always on the go, always doing a million things, and then you have to like just take sort of note and stop and go. Okay, well, th- this is all I can do today, and that is it, and that's just going to have to be okay.
2: That's just not in my DNA. It's not my personality. <laughs> I would do that. I, I know, would love I to know. be. I'm, I'm an OC perfectionist and I wish that I couldn't see the fingerprints on the cupboards and have to wipe them down. And I wish I didn't have to feel like I needed to do the washing every day. I like to just be on top of everything all the time and I put a lot of pressure on myself and I just can't ever see that changing. Mm. That's well, just my personality. I think that's a
0: testament to why the Nail Lab was such a huge success because you did give it 110% every single day that yep. you were there and I think it was important that you yep. took a step back for your health because there's no way you could have done both.
2: Yeah. No, no, I think back now and I think I don't really know how I did do both. No. Um, I really, but, you know, as we said before, you just you do what you have to yeah. do and I didn't know any other, you know, I didn't have a job where I had a baby and then I had maternity leave. Like I was straight back into it and it was my first baby so mm. I loved it and I was, was as passionate about it as as I was my kids so um, I was happy to be there and be thinking about it all the time and you know making the decision I guess to, to step back was hard because I, I did feel like a bit of I was, it was a bit of a cop out oh Monica's sick so oh she can I thought
3: it was an amazing
2: step I was no like, no no and I, I was, half was fortunate brave. to have built this business that yeah, I was great no, yeah. but I'm like oh it, was, it felt a little bit like giving up or yeah. no, no, because no, that's no. just that's that's who I am I guess but Looking back now, I mean, it wouldn't have been sustainable.
0: Mm. Um, we didn't think that at all. We were, I, was devast, I was devastated because I knew I wasn't going to get to see you as often. That was my <laughs> very selfish thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, and, you, you know, you do certain things sometimes and you selfishly think, oh, I need to protect myself or my health. Or, But it's a big call when you're a mum because, you know, everyone, always, everyone else always comes first. Mm. And I was like, no, I have to actually consider what's best for me because in five years I'll be that burnt out that I'll be yeah. good to no one you know mm. I'll be a terrible wife a terrible mom a terrible business owner,
1: So I wouldn't think ever no you've had a wonderful role model with your mother and it's so nice to do this to actually hear about people's yeah. beautiful relationships like you I would never have known you know and I mm. think it's it's really lovely It's, it's mm. very touching
3: And we don't ever look at the relationship. I just think I'm blessed to have a daughter like Monica, and like, but we never think, oh, what a lovely relationship. No, you don't. And sometimes it takes these
2: things
1: to get us to go, wow. Yes, yes. Very, very, very blessed. Yes, very lucky. I think, Um, yeah, very nice to reflect, even if it's just for a very short time, and then you get back on with life.
0: I think it is important. It is important to sort of sometimes just be aware of the relationship that you have in front of you it's the same with you know if you're married or anything like that you you know you get comfortable with them and you sort of take them for granted and it's not until you see either the reverse or God forbid someone you know like loses a parent or a partner and then you go oh wow i really am so lucky to have what i have and then you appreciate it and then you go back to mm-hmm. okay well just can you deal yeah. with the kids or okay. go back to bickering (laughs) um no exactly well thank you so much and we're gonna before we finish we're gonna do our quick all about us lightning round so we'll start off with one word to describe your relationship Mm -hmm. when monica was a teen so you both can answer if you need more words that's fine too
3: I'd
1: go. I'd go honest. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh. There <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you, you can, can have go, both. Can I have the same word. word. Yeah, you can have the same word. That's really good.
2: We would have said at
1: the same time. Yeah, that would have been yeah, bad. definitely on, yeah, honest. Yeah. Very nice. One word to describe your relationship yeah. after kids. Dependent. That was my word. You.
3: I am. Oh, yeah. Enraptured. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's I mean, nice. That's one me yeah. grandchildren that I never, ever, ever, ever thought that I would have. I mm. never imagined having grandchildren. That's
1: lovely.
0: What characteristics do you think that mine has of you?
3: Oh, um, OCD. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> That's what I would say. And perfectionist. <laughs> yes.
1: That's a good one to get though.
3: We're very, very
1: yeah, clean. Well, we're
3: so similar. When Monica had, had Hudson as a tiny baby and they moved house, and I unpacked all her stuff and did her kitchen and she knew where to find everything. That's how we're on the same page. Oh, that's
1: really good. Yeah. And she didn't even have to we move count- anything back.
3: No. no,
1: she, It's
2: all, yeah, she oh, knows. When I hear my mum, i like, what are you? I think accounting. I'm like, are you accounting? I'm like, that's what I
1: do. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> a
2: lot. Everything's in numbers.
0: Very in tune with each OCD. other. Your most memorable moment together in your relationship?
3: Oh my gosh. I mean, mine was when Monica got married. Mm. She was crying. Again. I felt that <laughs> found someone that could love her as she deserved.
0: That's really lovely. Take me. That was a pretty special day. And
2: I think my mem- most memorable is probably my wedding as well. Yeah, because I, it's funny, leading up to our wedding or leading up to even meeting Matt, I'd always said that if I ever was to get married, I would walk down the aisle by myself out of respect for my dad. I would want. You know, to be go down the aisle by myself, and then in the few weeks leading up to the wedding, I was thinking, why would I walk down the aisle by myself? My mum, who's yes. been my dad for the last, you know, twenty years, so she so walked Mum to walk me down the aisle. Oh, aisle. that's
1: nice. Well, she
2: walked me down the aisle. Yeah, I think we cried. That was so that oh, was so
1: that's good. lovely. Who gives the best I advice? Monica. There you go. There you go.
3: Monica has been advisor through all my. Um, workplace
0: issues. Is there a time in your life you wish you could relive? Not necessarily change, just relive.
2: Yes. Our trip to Hong Kong. Oh, oh my God. I surprised mum with a trip to Hong Kong for her 70th, and she had no idea. I literally I gave her a packing list. I gave her clues in the months leading up to it, picked her up in an Uber and took her to the airport, and off we flew to Hong Kong. And it was the best. You know, I think we've had so many holidays together over the years, but, um, I planned this extravagant holiday and she had no idea about it. And it was just her and I for, you know, four or five days and see each other a lot. And people always say, Oh, you guys are so lucky you spend so much time together. But Mm -hmm. it's not real quality time because
0: (laughs) the kids are there. The kids
2: are always here or there. Mommy, mommy, mommy. Mm. And we're standing together. That's what I say.
3: We never talk. The children
2: are here. Yeah, they're always sort of with us. So it was really uninterrupted, undistracted. Time together, yeah. so I think that's
1: probably that's lovely. How many times a day do you call each other?
2: Oh, we, don't. we don't. I'm really. Jordana play. will attest to this. I'm. Just, I'm not a caller. We're not callers at all. We I'm text also full time, text. so I
3: don't want her email. Yeah, that. I'm not a caller. We text and email probably most days. And as soon like if we need something, you'd only call me if we left you without your wallet
0: and say, yeah, oh, like an emergency, you run out, and yeah, yeah, my
3: wallet out of driving.
2: Yeah, by. we just we're not. Yeah, we're not callers, but <laughs> we text and email a lot. Yeah.
0: Most days. Do you feel like you check in, you know, you, you feel like the need to check in with each other, you know, maybe because of losing your dad or anything like that, do you feel like you're extra sort of?
2: Yes. Whenever mum leaves here, like you oh, text me yeah. when you get home, she's like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I wait up until I get that text. If I don't get it, I think, oh, she hasn't replied.
1: Oh, that's- maybe she
2: lives on her own. Like, yeah. i you know, something happened. I to go over there. So I'm checking my phone constantly. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Is there anything that you've ever always wanted to ask or tell but you never have?
3: I think we've always been really um, mm. frank and honest and shared pretty much.
2: Yeah. Well, I have. No, I think I have. I think my only thing is probably I don't think I ever really had a true, which I've, I mean I've said, I've said this to you over the years, but I never probably had a true appreciation of what you went through with Dad dying. Yeah until I had kids because, yeah, and then I come. I know but now I think my god I, I don't have I, I have so much more respect for you knowing what you had to go through now that I have kids because I don't think I'd be able to do it
3: yeah you would I, mean, but I would because I'd that's... make you
2: move in with me but yes. um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: I've just found this interesting because I I never really we never really talk about how you feel about having MS because I don't want to drag you down there all the time mm. but um I've just learned something today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. go. And there you go. There well, that you was go go. lovely. Before we sign off, I just want to obviously um, thank you, And but Mon uh, continued good health and hopefully, you know, just s- stay, stay as positive as you are and, and your beautiful mother and daughter. Oh,
2: thank you. Thank you. So.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. That, that was, was great. That was oh, it's awesome. a pleasure. No, it was really, yeah. really lovely. I feel like, I feel, like I feel like crying again. Oh, <laughs> might have to
0: get might have to get her a drink. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. Thank, oh, you. thank you, thank you, guys, you both. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being so honest as well. Are oh, you welcome? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share, send us a DM on Instagram
1: at mothers and If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode. Spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. See you
0: next week and don't forget to call your mum.